this, the dash on your bike, and this, your smartphone, are now one and the same. They're connected together. And that's through the BMW Motorrad Connected app. This is an app that's constantly changing, constantly evolving to unlock the potential within your bike's data and within your smartphone. Well, hello there. September greetings, BMW Motorrad fans. Andy Dukes here again. Welcome back to yet another live episode of our Ride and Talk video podcast. Thanks for connecting with us. And that's actually the theme of this latest pod, connectivity. These challenging times have certainly shown the benefits of using technology to connect us all together. When you think about it, this live video podcast is a great example of that. But after the past few months, I'm fed up of being stuck inside. I don't know about you. So I want to talk about getting outside and riding motorcycles and connecting together and sharing those experiences. That's why we ride, isn't it? So I want to tell you about something that actively encourages us to ride our bikes. It's great fun and easy to use. It's the latest version of the BMW Motorrad Connected app. It works on all bikes with the TFT display and you can get it from the App Store or Google Play and it's got some really cool new functions. So make sure you download it. Now I know some of you may think that a motorcycle experience app could be complicated to operate, but I've got a few friends waiting in the studio that are gonna show us just how easy it is to use. I'd like to introduce you to Roman, Camilla and Jan, who are gonna talk us through everything we need to know about the latest version of the app. Welcome everybody. It's great to have you on the podcast. Wave if you can hear me. Hey. Hi. Hi. All right. I need an expert to explain some of the tech here. So how about you get us started, please, Roman? Yeah. <laughs> What exactly is connectivity in the world of BMW Motorrad? And what do I need to get going? So first of all, connectivity gives you a TFT display, which is well, basically here. Um, that is a bright, perfectly readable, and especially very helpful display if it comes to advanced setup options like configuring riding modes pro. That's without even connecting anything. It is just a helpful part of your bike, the TFT display. Then connectivity-wise, you get Bluetooth audio. That means if you connect a smartphone and an in-helmet communication system, you get a Bluetooth connectivity like you're used from your car, for instance. You don't need an app for that. It's just listening to music or if you can't avoid it, making phone calls. And so the last part is, if you do want to get more out of this experience, you should download the BMW Motorrad Connected app. That gives you much more functionality. Got it. So just tell me, why do I need the app? What does it do exactly, Roman? First of all, I'd like to point out, you don't really need the app uh, in, in order to enjoy your motorcycle. I mean, the engine's running fine without an app and we don't, don't plan to change that. But uh, please see the app as a kind of, as an offer. If you're interested, it may add to your riding experience. We are all riders, all of us, and we wouldn't develop anything that we do not want to use ourselves. So I brought here my, my own bike and my own smartphone for a demo, and I had to clean that bike for some hours. So that, that's really, I hope you, you see it on the video, that it is clean. And I very much um, hope the do not disturb mode on my smartphone works for the next, let's say 30 minutes. So if I may show uh, the contents of my smartphone with you, you can see here our BMW Motorrad Connected app, and it gives you basically three, three use cases, which I would, would like to walk you through. So first of all, you see our main screen showing an image of the motorcycle and giving you already the information that I'm pretty much out of fuel, which makes sense because we're inside of a building and the gas tank shouldn't be full, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm very interested if I reach the gas station when leaving here. 
So if you click on that, you get the additional information about your bike. You can see that the next service is due in about 5,000 kilometers or uh, beginning of June next year, whichever comes first. Then you can see that the tire pressure is somewhat low and well, more or less basic information of your bike or ideally bikes if you have more than one. Then you can have navigation and trip planning, which is the second part of our app. Uh, when using the smartphone-based navigation, you can get the um, directions directly with lane guidance in the TFT display. Of course, we have a third use case that's ride recording and ride re-experiencing. Uh, re if I click on that tab, you see pretty much my, my summer this year. I configured the app only to record rides, which are longer than, let's say, about 50 kilometers, I think. So my daily commuting doesn't show. So this pretty much gives me uh, a memory about uh, all the summer I had and all the trips I've taken. And it, is, it serves as a nice memory but it also has a kind of um, deeper purpose in terms of you can share this, but we'll come to that later on. Brilliant. Listen, there's uh, lots going on there. I'm certainly glad to hear that explanation, Roman. But if I want to use the app on my bike, what else do I need exactly? As you said before, first of all, you need a bike with, with a TFT display. The app is designed to work with that display. The app doesn't help a lot if, if it works standalone, so you need to connect it to uh, a motorcycle from BMW Motorrad with a TFT display. Then having a bike, which is always helpful, you need to download the app. As you said, it's available in the app stores. It's for free. It's included in the bike and it is um, pretty fast to download. You would additionally need um, to download map material. So you're independent of any cell phone coverage. So in this case, you can simply navigate and don't have to worry about, do I get cell phone reception or not? And then if you want uh, audio instructions, you would need to have a helmet with a uh, Bluetooth in helmet communication system. And then you can also hear a nice person telling you where to go. Sounds great. Yeah, you mentioned uh, data charges there. I've been hit with those before and it yeah. really, really hurts. So just to reiterate, did you mention that the app is definitely free? Yes, it is. Uh, we're planning to keep it that way. It is included with the motorcycle. I mean, as I said before, it's, it's part of the motorcycle and uh, you don't have to pay extra for the app. Good to know. Well, listen, Roman, I'm a little bit late coming to this party. So how long has this app been around? <laughs> For almost, it's uh, almost three, no, it's more or less exactly three years. We introduced it 2017 and the Motorrad days in Garmisch. Uh, and in, in September 2017, the first customers were riding around. So three years with the BMW Motorrad Connected app. Yeah. Congratulations. But three years, it's a long time in this world, isn't it? So has it, it changed much since the original version came out? Well, it's changed massively. But um, Camilla would be the best person to tell you. Okay, that's brilliant. Well, thanks, Roman. Let's go over to you then, Camilla. Now, you've been involved since the early days of the app, so tell us a little bit more about what's changed. Well, uh, three years in app development is a very long time, and um, indeed, three years ago, we started with a whole different feature set than we have right now. So we started with simple A to B navigation at the beginning. Um, we will show you as well in, in a second. And you have this simple A to B navigation and free map download uh, included with that. And um, that was uh, is a rather typical approach for app development. 
Uh, you start with a simple feature set that you know that the customer needs at that point of time and then you iterate with each update, you bring new features and improvements and that what we were doing as well. So you can see now on the app screen you have a simple A to B navigation and soon after that we got feedback from our customers, well this is nice but this is not enough. So uh, we added a feature to alternate your routes a bit. So you have the option to select the shortest route, the fastest route, and also for motorcycle riders, the most interesting one, winding routes. And you can select that in several levels, how much you like it, and recalculate, you recalculate your route with it. It just makes perfect sense to work closely with the users. So just tell us a little bit more about how it's developed over time then. Yeah, exactly. So the the next uh, enhancement was well, um, waypoint multiple waypoint planning. We got uh, we got the information from our customers. Well, A to B is not enough. So we want to add waypoints along the route. I want to stop at certain points, and you can do so in the app. Uh, you just click on a point in the map where you want to where you want to stop or have a waypoint, and just add it to the route. And that you can do, you can sort it, you can delete waypoints again, and that was next for us. The next iteration was um, actually um, the import and export of GPX files. Our customers, or many of them, were not planning their routes on their smartphone, but rather on their computer with some online tools where they have a much bigger screen with it. So basically, you can plan all the routes that you want online on your computer and you export it in a so-called GPX file, which then you can import into the app. Also, this works, uh, it works very simple. It's just a few clicks. You save the GPX file on your phone and then you import it into the app and you can start writing right away. That sounds, that sounds actually a pretty simple way you've explained it there. And of course, this, this BMW Motorrad Connected app, it offers this fully-fledged navigation that you're talking about and a lot of other features. But what about those who like to use separate GPS devices, you know, like the Navigator? Do we still need these? Honestly, I wouldn't give mine up or I wouldn't want to give mine up because it's kept me on the right tracks in some of the more extreme places I've ridden and in some serious extremes of temperature as well, you know, like in the heat or the cold or the rain or the snow. So I'm not sure I trust my phone in some of those conditions, Camilla. Well, you basically gave the answer to yourself already. Um, we all know smartphones are maybe a bit more sensitive than a real um, device made for harsh environments. So um, my recommendation is whenever you're going on your daily commute or in a place where you don't want to carry a second GPS device like the Navigator, go ahead and use the app. When you're in a more harsh environment and you really want to rely on an extra device, use the Navigator. But uh, really just try it out. The app is for free, has no additional costs and see what you like better. Yeah, fair enough. It's hard to argue against that, isn't it? So let's go back to navigation briefly then, because I've ridden in a lot of different countries, but these days, most of the riding I'm doing is fairly local. So I know where I'm going, in theory, most of the time anyways. <laughs> so does the app offer anything else useful for me? Yeah, of course it does. Uh, first of all, you get uh, once you connect the app to your motorcycle, you get speed limit information, uh, which you can see in this short video as well. Basically, you get uh, shown how fast you're legally allowed to ride, which is always kind of nice to know. And um, the second is the ride recording. The app offers you, even if you have no navigation active, you can record the rides that you're going and you can embed pictures, you get performance stats with it, so um, you get something nice there as well. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Everyone likes a good uh, performance stat, don't they? But just 
clarify this for me. It's not going to rate my riding skills as well, is it? Because I'm not sure I could deal with the humiliation. <laughs> I promise no one is going to judge you for the way you ride. The app does not do that. But uh, we can have a look here and into one of uh, Roman's rides and see whether he's a rather good rider or not so much. So in the first tab, you can see general riding data like the motorcycle he was on, uh, temperatures, lean angles and max speed. And on the next screen, uh, you get to see a bit more information. Um, you get to see all along your route. You're getting to see uh, different metrics like the altitude and speed for that. And you can basically re-experience your entire ride. And um, a different point of view on those performance stats is on the next tab where you can see your speed and the lean angles that you, that you were riding. And there I think you can see a bit if you were a good rider or not so much. But uh, yeah, I'm also not going to judge Roman here. <laughs> so uh, I think he was doing a quite nice job. I'm going to judge him. Roman, did you have your grandmother on the back when you were recording that ride? <laughs> I'm being mobbed here and, and there are plenty of rides with, with, with insane lean angles and stuff. I, I don't need to show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking apart, Roman. Some, some people would be a little bit worried, you know, about having their riding data recorded. I mean, for obvious reasons, Camilla. Yeah, I, we totally understand that. This is also something we were concerned about. This feature, by default, once you install the app, it's switched off. So you really have to switch it on yourself. And also, if you don't feel comfortable with recording your speed, you can always keep that one switched off and uh, is never going to be recorded. Also, if afterwards, after recording a ride, you don't feel comfortable with what you recorded, you can also delete it. And it all stays on your phone and it all belongs to you. All right. Good to know. Yeah. So let's say I've had the ride of my life on a fantastic twisty road and the stats are rather impressive by my standards anyway. Am I able to share this directly with my riding buddies or, or any of my other friends on social media who are interested? Yes, of course you can. You can take any ride that you recorded and then uh, select the ride that you want. You can use some pictures that you took and embed it along the way or you use some stock pictures that we have and you can put some nice little riding information with it and just share it to any social media that you want to. Fascinating. I mean, I know a lot of riders who are going to love all of these features and it's, it's clear to me that there's a lot of thought gone into this and that your team isn't just a bunch of lab rats who only drive cars. <laughs> I guess you've got to be a rider to understand why this kind of stuff is important, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. And um, I'm lucky enough to work in a team where everyone is a passionate rider and we're developing the features accordingly. So we would not develop anything that we're not convinced that is a great feature to use. Uh, but that's not all. We're also taking our customers into the development process and into the testing process. But I think uh, Jan here is the better person to tell you more about this. Uh, hey, Jan, how are you doing? Sorry we've kept you so long, mate. Easy. I'm great. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you look very relaxed in the back there, but I'm going to get you working now because there's more information we need to know. Now, Camilla's just told us that the actual users have a big influence on how the BMW Motorrad Connected app has developed over the past three years or so. So can you tell us a bit more about where they fit into the overall picture and how important their feedback has been? Yeah, I mean, as Camilla already said, we are strongly committed to build a product for the actual users. So every small bit of feedback counts and we try to involve it somehow in our development process. And there are several ways to do so. So the most classic, most fun way, of course, is to go out on fairs, to have direct conversations with the user, to really 
catch the vibe and uh, see what they care about and, and what's the hot topic they actually want to see. But, uh, I mean, we're in the middle of, a, of this corona situation. And so uh, also social media and all the App Store reviews are really, really viable to us. Uh, you can see in the App Stores we are answering uh, App Store comments and we are really carefully reading what's written in Facebook and forums in the Internet. And um, maybe one of the most important channels to us is uh, actually the direct feedback via email that you can trigger inside the app. There is a small button you can see in the video, report problem. And uh, believe it or not, but this particular email uh, lands directly in the inbox of our really small uh, one-person uh, email support team that uh, is pretty strong and we try to go do good service, but it's also pretty close to development. So I, I basically... I read every email that drops into that mailbox and uh, it's directly addressed to the, um, to the development team. And we have this one special asset that I like the most. Um, it's our, it's our um, beta user group. Uh, it's run by Testbird, a partner of us. And there we have 300 exclusive, really committed riders that go out on the street with their own motorcycles, run our beta apps and test it on the streets. And so we have a really authentic feedback before every release. And we really love those guys because they give really, really valuable feedback to us. Uh, that sounds like a great gig to me, Jan. I wonder how I get on that program. But uh, what are the most popular questions that you get asked via the feedback option? I'm interested to know, Jan. I mean, there, there's one, maybe one that keeps me, <laughs> keeps me sleepless because uh, if you, if you uh, think about uh, the permission that you give to an app, uh, if it can access your location, then most likely you will uh, say, ah, I choose, I choose the option while being in use. Of course, that's what I would do as well. But uh, we have this uh, special treatment, how the operation system, how iOS, for example, is treating our app. And while being in use means the app needs to be visible on the, uh, on the screen. But as soon as you start writing, you put your phone in a pocket. It's not visible anymore. You switch it off, right? Put it in your pocket, start writing. And that's why we need the permission to, the app needs the permission to access the location always. This is not automatic to every user. Yeah, you have to set that. But if you do this, it should run fine. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I guess you used to answer loads and loads of user questions, Jan, and we've got a few more that have come in while we've been doing the podcast. So would you mind having a crack at answering them? Sure, bring it on. Okay, well, let's see if we can uh, bring any of them up on screen. Okay, this one's from Christian Holman. I'll read it out just in case you can't see it, Jan. What are the reasons to BMW of the intermittent loss of TFT paired Bluetooth devices? Pad devices can work fine for days and weeks. Yeah, that's a that's a known issue, and I can only tell we are really un, this is really under investigation. Um, I also track this uh, with the team, and uh, we are chasing this. But um, I mean, this is most connectivity issues not necessarily have to do with like the TFT display or something. For example, Android. Uh, often it's like energy optimization modes that really kill our app and we can do nothing about it. So really make sure if you're running our app on an Android device, uh, make sure that you, that you deactivate energy optimization for that particular app because then it can run in the background even when it's stored in your pocket. And of course, don't forget the GPS settings. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Thanks for explaining that one, Jan. Next question, please. Okay, this one's from Gary Humphrey, who's uh, a little bit annoyed of the basic functionality not working. Why can you only adjust volume with the wheel with a BMW helmet? 
It's um, a question that comes quite often when it comes to communication systems. So let me just uh, make the situation clearer for, for everybody. Uh, currently, it is the case that if you use our BMW communication helmet and you use our motorcycle, then you have here our multi-controller and you can adjust volume in the in-helmet communication system directly. So we introduced this feature very, very early with the K1600 GT back then. And at the time, um, Bluetooth standard for volume control wasn't that common or defined. So therefore, we do have our own protocol in Bluetooth, which works for our bikes. But of course, that doesn't help the customers. And as we got several um, requests from our customers to change this, we are now starting to reach out to other uh, in-helmet communication system manufacturers and share our protocol. We wouldn't like to change that because our old bikes should still work. So we, we stick to that protocol, but we're going to, um, to share that. All right. Thanks for clearing that up, Roman. I believe we've got a couple of questions dealing with software updates. So let's bring up one <laughs> oh, of those. All right. So why do we have to visit the dealer to get the TFT updated? Is it purely commercial and have some customers got to pay for it? And mm. that is from uh, Eric GS. Okay. So um, the fact that you need to get to your dealer for a uh, software update on the instrument cluster is basically based on the fact that it's, I mean, the TFT uh, dash looks like consumer electronics, but in fact, it's an instrument cluster that was developed uh, under regulations of the automotive industry. And of course, we need to stick to that. So we need to keep in mind, this is not consumer electronics software we are talking about. Basically, you won't normally need a software update. Most software updates we are bringing out are based on the fact that we issue more and more different bikes with connectivity each time. So the main reason for a new software update is because new bikes are coming out and they also want to use the TFT display. So in most cases, the TFT software update doesn't, doesn't make any sense. If it makes sense, if you do have, um, for instance, connectivity issues like um, things don't work, then our dealers know exactly which kind of update they have to to install on your bike and so please trust your dealer if you do have difficulties um, you do not need to to do every software update it is definitely not commercial and we want to keep it really really safe and and working on your bike at the same time i totally get the point i mean it's a software update it should work so for me as a product manager that's one of those things i constantly keep my development colleagues annoying with it, it is a point that is understood yeah, fair enough. Thank, thanks for such an honest answer, uh, Roman. And yeah, trust your dealer, I think, is a, another key message there. So, all right, now we've got a question about iPhones, I believe. All right, this is, uh, oh, this is Christian again. He's, uh, yeah, he's very active in this world. Roman <laughs> tells us that uh, BMW is playing a new TFT firmware release for addressing the Apple iPhone specifically. Any comment to this? Uh, I'll hand that one over to you, I think, Jan. Yeah, yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, we know that there uh, have been issues with iOS starting approximately with 13.3.1, I think. Um, but we also know that we are not the only app affected by those issues. So we are really working closely together with Apple to get that sorted out and to find a good solution for our customers. Okay, thanks for that, Jan. I've got one here about root backup functionality, I believe. Can we have a look at that on the screen? And it's from... Uh, Steve Soltanovici, 
Uh, would it be possible to add cloud backup to save your ride history between devices? Not sure who wants to open this. I mean, that, that was a kind of a basic conflict in, in, in our uh, mindset. First, we say, wanted to have it perfectly sure that your data stays on your phone, which has the disadvantage that your data stays on your phone. And uh, so what, what we frequently hear, and which is honestly also on top of our, of our wish list, is a way to give our customers a, a fully-fledged backup functionality. We already did that basically when we introduced the GPS export, uh, GPX export, which is something I still recommend if you want to, to take your recorded rides with you to your next smartphone, then first of all export your GPX files and then re-import them. But still, as we now introduced lots of other features like the performance statistics, of course, customers would like to keep their data. So also understood on top of our wish list and we're working on that. Brilliant. Thanks, Roman. Well explained. Can I ask a question just for myself, guys, if I may? Because, you know, I'm a journalist, so I guess I'm a, a naturally curious person. Some would say I'm even rather nosy. But anyway, would any of you be able to give us any hints as to the future direction of the development of the BMW Motorrad app? Yeah, any weekend. I mean, um, I, I know you and I could not come into this interview without bringing a little sneak peek into our connectivity lab. Uh, you can see on the screen now a little something that we're working on at the moment. And I'm pretty confident that you're going to like it. So uh, stay tuned for more. Oh, wow. That, that looks really interesting. Nice one. Is that all you're going to show us? I can't believe it. Just uh, test the waters well, and then take it away. <laughs> anyway. I have to keep you curious, right? I cannot show Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. You certainly got my interest there and that of a lot of the viewers, I'm sure. So, uh, But anyway, look, that's all we got time for today. Um, if you've still got any questions about the app, please do keep sending them in. We'll answer all of them. Well, the experts will anyway, not me for sure. Thanks once again to Roman, Camilla and Jan for explaining the technology in a way even I could understand. And by the way, if you need any more info, anything that's not been explained, just search BMW Motorrad Connectivity online and you'll find all sorts of useful content. So, yeah, a big thanks to the team in Munich for pushing all the right buttons to bring this live podcast to all of you listeners out there. So thanks to you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure you download that app so you can get out on your bike and record those rides. So until next time then, stay safe and healthy out there. And it's bye for now.